This call is being recorded. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm all right. Man, yesterday was uh, exhausting. I mean, it was all that we added kids all day and all night. It was cray-cray, a cray-cray um, signing day, signing cray-cray. Uh, this episode is brought to you by NetSuite, by the way. want to thank everybody for making us the first place you listen. Uh, when it comes to Bama Podcast, you guys are the real MVPs. Uh, I'm, I say that without any kind of jest. That's, that's how I do. Um, I want to thank Craig Marsh, who says, uh, where's the podcast this morning? Really miss listening to you on my morning drive. Well, uh, Craig, he contacted us on Twitter. Uh, Craig, we uh, the news was so fast and furious last night. Number one, Jimmy was also swamped with his own three duties, and I had to go to a dinner. My wife's company did their you know Christmas dinner thing, and I had to go to that. And um, it just you know is a this the perfect storm for not doing a podcast. But Jimmy, um, amazing day again under Nick Saban for signing day. I mean, really, just a a fantastic day. It's kind of unbelievable and really shows how crappy our whole fan base can be because there were some people who seemed, uh, you know, mildly disappointed in some at some of the things that happened. Um, but, you know, I think overall, when it comes to recruiting, everybody needs to step back when all of it is said and done and evaluate from that point forward. Don't look at it like, oh, we had a five-star commit in last August. So that doesn't get me as excited as much as the five star we missed out on here uh, in December. I mean, don't 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 fall victim to that game. Just look at the class. Realize we got 24 commits. Uh, they're all really really good, and um, we're going to probably finish with the consensus number two class in the country. Yeah, I mean it's it's really good, and 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 I I, I saw it happen again, and I used to say this too in years where we finished number one. Uh, in the in the recruiting rankings, people people take that part way too seriously. Like it's a scientific fact about who signed the very best class and who signed the second best class and the third best class. Now I'm a big fan of the rankings. I work for a company that that ranks kids, and I love it, and I love participating in it, and I think we do a great job with it. But it's still not science. It's an art. It's like do, do people really take it seriously the day after three rounds, uh, three days of the NFL draft in USA Today ranks the draft classes? Do people do people go, oh, we got a B plus and not an A minus? This is a disaster. I, I mean, what, what I mean is, do people just take that part too seriously? And I'm not saying that because we finished second. I've said the same thing. When we finished first. What you want to do is infuse your roster with as much talent as possible and and then the chips fall where they may some some five stars may not work out some three stars may be badasses nobody knows for sure uh it's an art uh i think it's clear alabama did really really well we might think three years from now was the best class we ever signed or three years from now we'll go hey remember when that class we had that was ranked second yeah it should have been more like uh 30 seconds you know, all that's true, but it's funny, in, in a day that had Travis Hunter, the number one player in the country, flipped to Jackson State um, and from Florida State and essentially caused 
I mean, it, it was Florida State fans were like, um, yeah, I think we should just quit football. I'm I'm done with this. This that wrapped them up. I think they are official. Nick Saban broke them uh, in the uh, Mercedes Dome when we played a few years ago. And now this literally finished them off. This was putting Florida State in a body bag, tying chains around it and throwing it off uh, the back of uh, the Stu Gotts boat on the on the Sopranos. I mean, that was wow. Um, that was a thing. But on a day when that happened, on a day when Alabama continued its its recruiting dominance, on a day when Texas A&M uh, really uh, showed its feathers, uh, I don't know if that's, I guess, yeah, I guess that's what they did. I don't know. I'm, look, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Um, on a day when all these things <laughs> happened, on a day when Kentucky looked good and Missouri um, and Tennessee all had nice days, on a day when LSU didn't have a great day, um, all that. I think the biggest story outside of Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter is the biggest story, but I think oh, the second yeah. biggest story is Alabama getting, getting Eli Ricks. And it's, you know, not even a guy that um, is, is in this recruiting class necessarily, but wow, what a huge pickup for Alabama and the transfer from LSU. Just enormous, enormous. I mean, it's literally, you know, we all saw what adding Jamison Williams did for Alabama's offense this year, what it did to transform the team. Uh, I, I think this uh, ultimately will prove to be very similar in terms of impact. I think uh, Ricks is a, he's, he's an, he's an instant starter. Uh, it, it's hard to imagine him not uh, being in the starting lineup uh, opposite Kool-Aid next season, assuming Josh Job and Jalen Armour Davis both go pro, which is expected. I mean, that's what, that's what, that's what people expect. Um, but in terms of like what Ricks could mean to the lineup, I mean, he literally could be a first-team All-American. So when you're adding a first-team All-American and you're already pretty good, you get things like what happened at Alabama when they added Jamison Williams, who was a first-team All-American. So I do think it's it's the other side of the ball, but it's an extremely similar event to what happened uh, with Jamo. And then on top of that, there's still rumors persisting that Keyshawn Butte could be in the portal soon. And if he were to go in the portal, his destination would be Alabama. And, man, I just – Bryce Young throwing to Keyshawn Butte seems kind of unfair. But as far as Alabama's secondary goes, I think it was R.J. Young, who's a, a college football analyst or, or writer for Fox, he said, Kool-Aid McKinstry and Eli Ricks, along with Malachi Moore and Brian Branch, that's not a secondary. That's air traffic control, and I think he's absolutely right. I mean, uh, look, this Bammer didn't say it. This national Fox Sports guy said it, and I'm from here on. I've, I've given the disclaimer. He said it first, but I'm stealing it now. I'm just let, getting letting everybody know that's my thing now. Well, it, it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's a fun, it's a funny line, I guess, and it's certainly Alabama will be loaded in the secondary next season. No doubt that that's true. Uh, even even without adding Ricks, the secondary looked pretty good. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. That's NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. 
That's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for your growing business. All right, Jimmy, um, let's talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to do our superlatives later. Uh, let's wait and see what happens with Kendrick Law and Damani Jackson, even though I think we know uh, Law probably heads to Alabama, Jackson probably to USC. Um, but there still could be a couple other little surprises out there. Who knows? Uh, this has been a weird year. So let's do our overall superlatives later. But for now, I do want to say, okay, who yesterday that Alabama got, who of the commitments and, and signees Alabama got yesterday, who's the most impressive to you of just those yesterday? The most impressive? Yeah, who do you think is going to have the – who do you think is going to be the best of those players? Now, I don't even know. You call it instant impact if you want to or long-term, either way you want to go. Hmm. Uh, gosh, it's such a good group. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Jeremiah Alexander. Uh, I, I think he's but, sort no, no, of. No. But what I'm saying, Jimmy, is, okay, we already, we've talked about Jeremiah. I'm saying, like, all right, th this category would include Shaz Preston and Curtis Perry and uh, – Oh, Jihad you mean Campbell. the guys that we added? The guys that, that we added? Yeah, guys we added yesterday. New. Yeah, guys we added. Yes, yeah. uh, Earl Little for me. Uh, I, I, I okay. think Earl Little could be roughly. It's it, the, the comparison isn't fair because we see how good this kid is, both at Alabama and in the NFL. But Earl Little, there's a lot of Patrick Sertan there, in the sense that <laughs> South Florida, son of an NFL player, son of a coach fantastic on tape uh coach on the field while at the same time being a premium athlete um i so i i, I say earl little but uh but frankly I, I liked every one of them we got yesterday yeah earl little's hat game was on point too when he did his announcement that was very cool um and speak speaking of pat sertan I think Sertan actually tweeted at him when he committed. So that was kind of cool. Uh, like to see some of our NFL guys tweeting at some of the new guys. Um, boy, it's it's so it's so hard for me not to go Curtis Perry. So I'll I will go Curtis Perry. Um I knew you I, I figured you were going Curtis Perry. You have a bro crush yeah, on Curtis Perry. I, I really do. And um I was I was a little nervous. He was headed to to Auburn because you see all the, there was a lot of, uh, there was some Auburn smoke. I, I kept, I was confident, but you know, you, you keep seeing some of these Auburn uh, commits that were tweeting things like, yeah, we're not done yet. Y'all wait, we got some big surprise. And I guess the big surprise for them was Robert Woodyard. I don't know, um, which really wasn't a surprise. I think everybody who follows recruiting knew that was going to happen. And I think it was probably a mutual parting of the ways, which is fine. I mean, it doesn't mean Robert Woodyard's not good. I think it's just fair to say, Alabama sort of moved on from Robert Woodard, and Robert Woodard probably wanted to go to Auburn, so it worked out. I don't. I mean, again, I'm not dissing on him, but I did not, under any circumstance, want Curtis Perry to go to Auburn. Um, he's too quick. He's too good. He's got he's got a look about him. He's Ryan Anderson had a look on his face all the time, like I, Ryan Anderson treat treated the world like the world screwed him out of five dollars. Like everywhere he went, everybody he met, it was like, you owe me $5. And he was pissed about it. And that's the kind of look Curtis Perry has. Like, 
where's my five dollars you told me you were gonna bring me five dollars and like i'm like i don't have it i'm i I'm sorry. I told you I'd have it today, but I don't. And it looks like it really pissed him off. And I like the way he plays the game. Um, he plays with a mean streak and he's so fast. He, he is, I, boy, this is, this is big and maybe hyperbolic. I'm not trying to oversell it, but I think he's as fast off the line as Will Anderson without having Will Anderson's freakish arms and waist and legs. Um, but I think he's, I think he's as mean as he is, and I think he's as fast off the line. Now, what makes Will Anderson Will Anderson is those other attributes too. That he's, you know, he's he's got a wingspan of a of a yeti named Manute Bowl. I mean, he, he's he's just crazy. But um, Curtis Perry, just he's aggressive. He's so fast, um, and he his anticipation is awesome. I mean, when you watch his highlights, you're like how did he know the ball was being snapped then? You know, there's usually like a, a split second where there's like the ball snapped and there's like no action. It's even hard to process it sometimes, but with him, it is almost simultaneous. I, I'm going to make another prediction. Curtis Perry gets the most defensive offside call uh, ever in an Alabama uniform because he's always trying to guess that snap. Now he's usually pretty good at it, but uh, somebody's going to draw him offsides a couple of times. I couldn't believe that, uh, Pike Road's opponents didn't like do let's go on two this time let's quit going on one because he keeps guessing right <laughs> that's a very specific prediction there that's a very specific I that predict that one day specific. he's going <laughs> that's very specific no no one on any other podcast is getting a prediction any more specific than that one all right Jimmy let me go ahead and do these uh, other live reads here I want to tell you about betonline.ag betonline.ag is where you want to get that bet in you can bet on football, you can bet on basketball, you know, college, pro, whatever you want. You can bet on baseball futures. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can bet on reality TV. Whatever you want at betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on. You'll get that welcome bonus of 50%. So if you put in $200, you get to play with $300. That's free cash money. And then it's even easier to pay in than it is. I mean, easier to get paid than it is to pay in. It's awesome. Go to betonline.ag. You will love this website. Promo code locked on. Go take the tide, you know, put them in a teaser if you want to, put them in a parlay, whatever you want. They'll have the Alabama Jack State lineup. You can bet on that for this Saturday, but they'll have all the games. So if you want to do an NFL game tonight, go for it. You can do it. BetOnline.ag. Also want to tell you about Boost Mobile. Uh, you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge, like this one right here. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Get three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line and a free 5G phone when you switch so you can get faster and, late, and the latest episodes. All on one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save, Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Jimmy, how about your overall status, status, uh, whichever you want to say, for the SEC? Um, you feel like A&M did have the best class, or do you want to go homerific and say, nope, I think Alabama got hosed? No, no, I'm fine with uh, with A&M ranked number one uh, based on the number of, uh, of, of high-level kids that they – that they signed, I think that there is this enormous overreaction to it by Alabama fans who, why after all the success, anyone would have a thin skin is beyond me. But, but 
there's a tremendous overreaction to to A&M's success and concern that they're beating us head to head. Hey, they did beat us for Anthony Lucas. That's true. I give them a lot of credit for that. Uh, we tried very hard to sign Anthony Lucas, and he chose A&M, and, and, and kudos to them. Way, way to go, A&M. But this is the way I'll always be. You're not going to convince me of this any different this year, next year, or 10 years from now. When A&M beats us for a kid from Texas, that is not a head-to-head recruiting battle like it's apples, like it's apples versus apples. That's that's nuts. Of course they're going to beat us for Texas kids who grew up maybe fans of A&M, who grew up with family that are fans of A&M. Uh, their family and friends can drive to the game, uh, and they can't do that in Tuscaloosa. It would be like now if A&M strolling into Birmingham and beating us for Jeremiah Alexander. Okay, I will join the panic when that happens. When they when they're strolling into where Alabama is really comfortable signing kids, and they're taking those from us. Okay, now that's a thing. That's a big story. But this idea of of wailing and gnashing our teeth because some kid from Houston chose A and M over Alabama, or some kid from Dallas or San Antonio or East Texas uh, picked A and M over Alabama. Of, of course they did. For the same exact reasons we get the kids from Alabama, we want generally, uh, you know, uh, that that that's nuts. But hey, they did beat us for Anthony Lucas uh, last year. They beat us for McKinley Jackson in Mississippi. Although it ends up uh, the joke was on them uh, to a degree there. But A and M isn't whipping us head to head in apples versus apples uh, recruiting battles, or at least not in large numbers. And let me let me point out something nationally too here. And I know some people may say this has nothing to do with Alabama, but I think it does, in the sense that you know all the folks out there who are having a duck fit for expansion and you know automatic qualifying for these various champions. The highest rated Pac-12 team is number 31, Oregon. Let me just scroll back through and be sure about this. No, I'm sorry, number 15, Stanford. And then the second rated is number 31, Oregon. Um, so people want to tell me, while the Pac-12 has number 15, Stanford, number 31, Oregon, number 35, Arizona, number 36, Utah, like the, those are their top four, that they deserve the same seat at the table that number one A&M, number two Bama, number three Georgia, uh, number 11 Kentucky, number 12 Missouri, number 14 Tennessee, number 16 Auburn, number 18 LSU, number 19 Arkansas, number 22 Mississippi State, number 23 South Kakalaki, number 24 Ole Miss. They deserve the same seat at the table. I, I just rattled off like nine or 10 teams in the SEC before we get to the Pac-12's second best team in recruiting. And people want to tell me the Pac-12 deserves the same seat at the table. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And I, and I know that it's a flawed argument to say, let's just base it off of this one recruiting ranking from this year. I understand that's flawed. But at the same time, I think the argument stands that this is not new. This is kind of how it's been for a little while. So clearly, clearly the SEC is a tougher gauntlet than the Pac-12. Yes, of course, some of the Pac-12 three-stars may turn out to be five-star hearts. That may be true. 
and some of the five-star SEC talents might not pan out. That is also true. But this is a game of quantity that I'm looking at uh, Stanford, zero five-stars, seven four-stars. Oregon, zero five-stars, six four-stars. Arizona, zero five-stars. Utah, zero five-stars. So that's their top four. Texas A&M has four four-stars by themselves, four five-stars by themselves. Alabama's got three by themselves. I'm going by the 24-7 rankings. Georgia has five by themselves. I, I, this Kentucky has one. Missouri has one. I mean, the LSU has two, and they're ranked number 18 in the country. So, again, I, I have an issue when people say, yeah, every conference champion should just get in. No, it's it's not that simple because Alabama's run or A&M's run or LSU's run through the SEC is a lot harder than Oregon's run. So this is why I'm staunchly against automatic qualifiers. I still, if you want to expand to 12 teams, let's try and get a committee in there and determine the 12 best teams. Now, conference championships can matter, meaning, okay, this is another opportunity for you to show what you got. And if you if you uh, look good, that I think that should count. And if you win, or if you even look good in a loss, I mean, if you you know fight a, a really strong team and it comes down to a last second field goal, hey, I think that should give you some points. But this whole thing where we allow one conference, which clearly doesn't have the same talent as another, and and it's not it's not like oh this one's slightly better. Uh, uh-uh. the, the the gap is wide. So let's. Let's just not do automatic qualifiers. That's that's my rant for the day, Jimmy. Um, now, what Great you rant. and I are going to do. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, now, what you and I are going to do probably next week sometime. We'll have a pod tomorrow. Uh, but what we're going to do next week sometime is um, probably go through our superlatives when things settle down a little bit. Our superlatives are a little bit different than most other superlatives. So uh, you'll want to stay tuned for that. But tomorrow we'll have another pod. We'll be talking about all things Bama. And until then, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.